1: Good morning team. Welcome back. Lovely to have you all again. So today I've got something a little bit different but very special for you. It's our first ever returning guest to the podcast and I mean, what a man to have back. Um, We last spoke to him in June 2020 and since then he's a World Cup winner, a Seven Series winner and a two-time Australian Sean McKay Sevens Player of the Year. It is of course the one, the only Mr Henry Hutchinson. Now occupying the role of Vice Captain of Australian Sevens, the man has shot to the top. And is now considered one of one of the best in the game. Um, what a, just what a man this bloke is, and so we hope you guys enjoy this. So sit back, relax, enjoy this episode, um, and we'll see you guys soon. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for joining this morning, Henry. Um, how are you?
0: Good, Freddie. Um I've just finished off finished the season. Um had a 10 day little break in New York, which was which was good. It was a lot, but back home in Sydney now, got a week week before we're starting back training. So I'll i put the feet up, that's for sure. We
1: I mean, were just talking how I mean, for those of you who have been listening to podcasts for a while, it's been over two years, which seems ridiculous since we last spoke. But I mean, what a two years you've had, sort of a roller of emotions. It has
0: someone pumped the brakes on time that did go quickly, but it's been been polar oppos- opposites really. The end of the twenty twenty one season to the twenty twenty two season's vastly different.
1: So um, uh, let's start in the current. We can always work backwards. So obviously, this season was you guys are now number one in the world. What a season you had!
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was something. It was definitely. Well, it was the best season um, I've ever had, but also the Australian seven seams ever had as well in history. So I know. The team's happy. Rugby Australia is happy. Um, There's still obviously room to improve, but, you know, we really just um, looked ourselves in the mirror and said, look, if we want to get better and and get the funding or respect we want or we think we deserve, we've got to start winning or we've got to start performing consistently. Um, And that was our big, big, big line, big kind of key that we're trying to focus on was our consistency being a top four team every tournament. And, And I think we did that well this year.
1: And obviously, so when we first met you, you were sort of just, just broken into the team, sort of one one and a half seasons into playing sevens. Now, are you one of the more established members? Do you see yourself sort of someone that some of the younger players coming through can look up to? Or do you still see yourself? Yeah. And- no, 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 definitely. So I played sevens
0: before Rebels and then I went back to yeah. sevens. So I was kind of like coming back into my second my second stint. Um. So, yeah, I definitely have taken on... Um, more of a leading role, uh, vice-captain of the team at the moment. So, you know, we've got Nick Waluf who is captain, um, and he does a great job. He's a great leader. But he's he missed a few tournaments this year, so I was lucky enough to captain the side and just kind of get, dip my toe in the water. I think I did a few things okay, a few things not so well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm enjoying the role and um, it brings extra responsibility. But I like that.
1: Talk to us about that then. So What did you do not so well? What did you do so well? So how did you find it?
0: I, I loved, you know...
1: I was pretty cruisy, captain.
0: Right, like, um, but I love changing the boys. I love. I, I just liked kind of like to kind of speak to them before they go out. Um, you know, I love the jersey. It's, it's my passion. It's it's my why. It's why I get up in the morning. playing for the team. So, you know, I was able to sh- show the boys my passion and my love for the jersey by talking before they left. Um, and I think they they responded well to that. And I guess um, you know, after the three weeks in Spain, on the last night out, you know, I forgot about my captaincy duties. <laughs>
1: No, that sounds, and sounds So that's obviously the highest honour you could sort of be looking towards. But obviously Nick is a little bit older than you, isn't he? So is that something you see yep. long term as in you think you are the natural replacement? Oh, maybe. Who knows?
0: You know, there's a lot of great, great leaders and great blokes that roll for the squad. So, um, you know, nothing's ever for, sure, for certain or given to you. Um, I'll just, you know, focus on being... Picked every tournament and constantly playing. And if my leadership abilities come naturally and um, the coach is on the next fit, then so be it. And if not, I respect that decision because the team always comes first.
1: Um, and obviously, so as we said, you world champions. And that was back in August. Talk to us a little bit about that, sort of being crowned world champions in the days after. Obviously, it must have been quite a fun time to be a part of that squad and just sort of yeah, be a world champion. Yeah,
0: mate. Uh, LA was unreal. So it was a very tight tussle for the, the championship spot um, going into the last tournament of the year. So South Africa were probably definitely the favourites. Um, we could win it. Argentina could win it and Fiji could win it. So it was all, there was like this big maths equation you could write out on the okay. add, um, add on the whiteboard, Matt Damon style, and try and figure it out. But all we knew is like we had to be in the top three. Um, you know, and ideally, we had to win it. Um, but if things went our way, we had to get top three. And... You know, South Africa, unfortunately for them, uh, fell apart a little bit and we got our shot. I mean, you've got make that top three game and win that last time we did. So the pressure was on, um, but we managed to get there. And, you know, it was, it was a special moment. I had my sister in the crowd there, actually. She was there. Um, so it was great to spend that and experience that with her. Um, but, yeah, the... <laughs> The night they came was good. It was good fun in LA. We had Mr. LA and the team, Billy Meeks, so he yeah. kind of needed the spots, ready to go.
1: Yeah, you no, must be a useful man to have around around there. Um, got things like you Definitely. There. Very well um, over there. Um, then sort of moving backwards a bit, obviously the other big thing that happens is for, for you since we last spoke was the Olympics, which we yeah. know we've to you about Rio already, but Tokyo. also didn't go to Pam for the Aussies, but... Talk us to, through a little bit about the process of just before your expectations, just what sort of went wrong.
0: Yeah. I've had a lot of time to reflect on it. Um, it was very disappointing. We became seventh. Um, but maybe at that time, they look back at it. Maybe that's what we deserved. I don't know. I, I definitely do feel like the team right now is um, is different. There's a, there's a different hunger in the team. There's a different vibe in the team. Um, and I feel like we're, you know, it's very different. Leading into leading into Tokyo was also difficult with no one knew what was going on with contracts and um, and the future of the game. Uh, but I guess a lot of teams are in the same, in the same, same boat. And we just stuffed up that first game against Argentina. And, you know, sevens is a very very unforgiving sport. And once you lose one game, you're on the back foot, it's hard to get back in.
1: And then so sort of. The Olympics itself, though, was that just as good as Rio? Because I mean, all the reports from Tokyo, that was it, was still incredible.
0: Yeah, it was different though. Like it was still very special. Like you're still in a in a village, like a, a city builds this like a little bubble life where you just yeah. kind of you're hanging out with all these different athletes. But COVID did dominate it, so you weren't allowed to leave the village only to train. Um Obviously the, the country well, the city was in a state of an emergency so there was no one on the streets it was just yeah. dead quiet um and there's a lot of restrictions across the villages um in the village across the country sorry each country had different kind of rules about what their athletes could do and i um the Australian house set up a fantastic house it was so welcoming that baristas there they had a lot of the, the internal people did so well to make it feel as vibey as possible. But there was also strong um, strong restrictions on us not, I guess, mixing with other countries. So it was a bit sterile. Um, but that's just kind of the way the world was at that time.
1: Mm. And so in the aftermath of the Olympics, what was sort of the teams, the setups, what was sort of the approach? Like, how are we going to change this? Obviously, it didn't go to plan, but like fresh start, just go again, or were there any big changes? Yeah, challenges? so... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So but obviously the women's and men's program did perform um, to what rugby Australia expected. And there's a big review, of course, and a season. And then after the review, the season kind of just started and both the men's and women's program went to Dubai and we played in Dubai. with Like there was a change in attitude, but it was still a very similar kind of structurally, it was the same. And then start of the new year, coaches swapped. So Tim Walsh, our coach at the time, went to the women's back to the women's program, and John Menenti, at the time, was a women's coach, came across to us. Um, and look, change is always pretty scary at the start, and everyone's like, oh, "What's going on? It's so weird." Because yeah. obviously, the men's and the women's program, they we train at the same at the same headquarters, same field, so you see a lot of each other. Um, but the women's program's done really well this year. They they won the World Series, World Cup com games and we've won the world series best and most successful season we've ever had so you know maybe rugby australia we looking at the glass ball and made the made the right decision
1: i mean do you have any insight into what the thinking behind that was because i mean what most people would tend to think is if you've had an absolute shock you'd clear out get a new coach in from outside to have a new perspective but if you guys have, if the coach's both sort of been in and around mm. then surely the actual things can't change that much
0: yeah, look, no, I, no, we weren't really, the players weren't really um, Told anything. involved, I guess, <laughs> um, with the process. I guess with Tim, he had success with the women before, winning mm. gold in Rio. So yeah. there was that. And then, I guess, I think with Johnny, they could see the, the, the way he coached and the style he had with uh, James Stannard, Chuck, you know, player, they paired up together and how that might, positively affect us and might work well with us and they made the right decision there because we, we're loving playing under Johnny and Chucky they're doing a great job Um and I think they've, they've signed on to the next Olympics
1: that's good and so obviously we're now sort of back in current days we've already talked a little bit about the future but for you personally what's sort of like the next next step for you obviously big season coming up I think 11 or yeah. tournaments I can't remember what you, what you said 11 yeah 11
0: tournaments and it's a big season because it's an Olympic qualifying season so top four teams will automatically qualify. Um, and if you don't make it, then you've got to go through your region. Um, and obviously, the Australasia region is pretty strong. Oceania region, you've got Fiji, New Zealand, Australia, Samoa, you know, arguably four of the five best teams in the world at the moment. Um, hopefully, we'll all qualify automatically. Um, but you never know. So, you know, but our goal next season is to just, Get in the top four. Well, no, obviously to win, but like yeah. in secure the top four. Yeah, secure the top four um, automatic qualification. And then once that's done, we then look to the Olympics. So I think the group that we've got now, we're all pretty focused on going to the next Olympics. So uh, I know, um, you know, everyone's on different contracts and different timelines, yeah. but it'd be great to keep the squad together. Um, I think that's been the the difficulties of success in the, in the past because players just go on um and it's just kind of a revolving door if we can keep the the spine and the talent together who knows
1: Hmm. and on a a personal level is that you're just trying to contribute to the team are there any personal set goals that you've got for yourself
0: oh no i'll just contribute keep playing well um I'll, i'll i'll i've signed on to the next olympics so you know my my goal is just to lead the team in whatever way possible and capacity as much as i can um to the Olympics and just keep improving, try and be as best as I can. And I don't know, hopefully we can pick up a few medals along the way.
1: Nice. And obviously last season, on a personal note, you obviously, all your contributions were highlighted. It was, no, was it 2021 where you won the um, Sean McKay Sevens Player of the Year? Yeah, 20,
0: 2020 and 2021.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Two time. Um, well, was... yeah, it kind
0: of mixed, mixes over, but
1: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that must be nice to have all your sort of hard work sort of recognised yeah. and a awarded for it.
0: Definitely. Like, of course, it's it's a great feeling getting, um, recognized, um, but especially from your teammates. Um, you know, you don't do it for, for awards, you know, you do it for success as a team, you do it for the memories, you do it for a good life and, you know, you do it for your country, but you know, when you pick up a few awards along the way, it's great. Um, it's great to be recognized. Uh, like I said, I love playing for the team. Um, it's so much fun and I hope to do it for a little bit longer and continue, continue the good form we're having. Your awards cabinet at home must be getting pretty full with medals and a couple of trophies in there. Oh, not full enough. We can't get ahead, too ahead of ourselves, you know. Like, we're just focusing on staying consistently at the top. Oh, there or thereabouts, you know. You look at the Fijis, the South Africans, the New Zealands, you know. They've done this for years. They've done this for years. Always been in those top three. Yeah. So, if we can be up there with them all the time,
1: that's where, that's where we want to be. But you're 25, you got a lot more time to win a few more medals, hopefully a few more trophies.
0: Yeah, 25, I feel a bit longer. I think, a um, feel a bit older. God. Um, the Rocket, Rod Davies, Rocket Rod Davies came to the program a few years ago and he was a bit older when he did and he was just shocked at all the running and he was getting so sore. And he said to me, sevens is like dog years. You do one season in sevens and it's like having seven years on your career. So, I feel older than 25, but it's still 25. But um, yeah, if a body can keep going, I'd, I'd love to.
1: So, so, you said that Nick had been out with injuries last season. Is that something that you're finding is kind of more and more like, congruent with the game? That like, because it's becoming so intense and so many matches in play, people are starting to get more injuries?
0: Yeah, look, the, the intensity and the physicality of the game is just every year getting bit more and more. Like It's very noticeable, um, especially some of the changings of like, how they referee the game. It's definitely um, uh, rewarding powerful teams more than like maybe super fast teams these days. So, you know, it's a physical game, you know, I think 10 years ago, Oh, if, uh, sevens is a bit like touch. It's definitely not like touch. Um, so yeah, the body's the body gets sore. So I've got to be a little bit more careful, say a little bit more prepared um, on top of my body. So, you know, I don't, you know, blow a gasket or, um, you know, making sure I'm, Recovering as much as I can between games or between weekends, but that's something I've done pretty religiously in my whole career. Um, and if you do that religiously early on, I think it will pay dividends later in the later in the in your career.
1: Yeah, you've been fairly lucky with injury, haven't you? You haven't really had that big one which can set you up.
0: Touch foot, touch foot. No, I broke my finger. That's probably the only bad one. And a broken finger and a hammy. but um, yeah, no. I'm too flexible, I reckon. I did gymnastics <laughs> growing up, and it's got me out of a bit of trouble, I think.
1: I mean, obviously, the other big thing with Australian rugby recently, I'm sure sure you watched it from when you were over in America, was the 15s on on the weekend with that big call. What was your take on that? If you are allowed to say, oh, obviously ridiculous.
0: (laughs) That was tough, you know. The boys played so well, and the Wallabies, you can see it like the style they're playing. I think Rennie's got to be playing a really good game. Um, And you can see that they, they care so much. And it it's so good to see blokes like Bernard and Curtley and those guys come back to Australia at this age. And I think, you know, they're giving so much to the squad and to the younger players to learn off players with such experience. Um, you know, they, they deserve to win that game. And that gets, it gets taken away from them and it just changes the bit as well. And it just, you know, now on paper it looks bad. <laughs> but, you know, they were so close and you know, frust- very frustrating to watch. I was hurting. But correct decision or wrong decision? Wrong decision.
1: Yeah? not no, no. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. No, no, no. Every player does that. Every 10 slows the game down
1: at the yeah. back end, you know, kicking the ball out.
0: That's just the style it is. I,
1: yeah, I, I think I agree with the fact that it probably happened all game, but it only picked up on it because it was the last minute. But Maybe, it, maybe. It was, what, 39 seconds, so... Well, I'm back and
0: burn out all days, my
1: boy. (laughs) As you should, as you should. Yeah, the 15th programme for Australia looks very healthy going into the World Cup, so confident am confident they should come come away well? Yeah, I
0: think so. Like, you know, you don't want to be peaking too Too early. You all know there's one country that does that every year. Um, But, yeah, I think the boys are going in the right direction. You know, I'm not even around the squad, um, but I know a lot of the players and I obviously watch them um, all the time, so yeah, I, I think they're playing really well. Um I think a lot of the young players are stepping up and they're getting a lot a few more caps under their belts to get a bit more experience. So another year before the um, before the World Cup, will they'll,
1: they'll be they'll be strong. Is there much sort of communication or integration between the sevens and the fifteens programs or are you guys pretty separate?
0: There is on like a personal level. Like there's a lot of cause obviously a lot of the boys have played with boys in super teams or growing up or you know, in, just within Rugby Australia. But from a uh, program point of view, not really. I think the last kind of 10 years, the game has just become so different. Uh, you know, like it was very easy 10, 15 years ago for a 15th player to just go to sevens, play big tournaments um, and then go back. And then vice versa, a sevens player to just go to super, play a handful of super games or world games or whatever it is, and come back to sevens. But it's not it's not that easy anymore. The sevens game is so niche and it, it, it's a different style of football. It requires maybe a different athlete sometimes. Um, and same with the 15s. So structurally, we have the same goals. We're run by the same group, the same program, like, you know, same board and business. We want the same things. But from a training point of view, they're pretty separate.
1: Um, and obviously the other big thing, sorry, sticking on 15, I know that's not your special, but there was quite a lot of press about Nick White recently um, and sort of mm-hmm. his influence. He's obviously come back into the Australian team and some people love him, some people absolutely despise him. He's a bit like Marmite. Do you, have you <laughs> had much run in with Nick before? Yeah, I know Nick. Yeah? Nick's,
0: well, Nick's loved here in Australia. He's, I, know, I did a pre-season now at the Brumbies when I was, yeah. or oh, I would have been young, maybe 17, he was still down there. And he's a full on character, he's full of energy, he's full of life, and the boys love him. You know, he's just a typical nine, you know, and you want him in your team and not on the other side. So, yeah.
1: um, he's he's a lot, he's a great guy, and um, he's playing great footy. Yeah, no, he is. Well, no, I'm down next to him, he was he was over here for a little bit, and he was he was loved just as much over here. Um, mm. six there interesting because there was obviously have been a few comments made about him. Um, yeah. looking as we said, looking forward to your current seventh season, like the next one coming up, who do you think are going to be the back up at the top do you think it is again going to be the Oceania sort of countries or do you think South Africa Argentina can maintain it because so South Africa lost a few big players and they're sort of look like it could be heading towards a transition period yeah I think look you never write off South Africa
0: they've no. got so many good athletes but they are, they are going to have a transition period I think they got a, they got a new coach coming through two new coaches um, so it'll be interested to see how they go Argies, uh, yeah, they're they're so strong at the moment. They and they're keeping their squad tight. They've got their spine. They've got their players that have stayed for a while now. So they'll trend. They'll be trending in the same direction. I think Ireland's always good. Um, they they are going to lose a key player, um, Terry Kennedy. Um, but they're just a good good sevens team. They've got a good balance of you know, um, X factor and hard workers and 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 chiefs that are kind of running the show. So Ireland's um. But then I also expect I, I expect New Zealand to bounce back. Not that they were bad this season. It was just they they came on a bit late. Um, you know they won the last tournament in LA. I think they're looking pretty strong at the World Cup as well. So New Zealand will be back to where they've always been. And then you've always got Fiji. It's a it's a tight competition, right? There's yeah. there's a lot of good teams. Um, France bloody good. You know any team can can win it on the day. the The hardest thing about sevens is just staying consistent. Getting in that top four every
1: every tournament. Yeah, that's the beauty, Because You come to any tournament, there will be an upset somewhere. There will be a, one of the yeah, yeah fourteen teams who get a big win. Um, obviously exactly. England's seven pro, seven has taken a pretty abrupt turn the last few years with funding and everything like that. Yeah, they're going to come back anytime soon or not? sort of
0: well, they're turning. So England, Scotland, and Wales England, have been now GB, another GB, but England definitely lost all their players, like all their kind of players that have been around for yeah. so long. The Mitchells, the Bibbies, Glover, um, the N- Norton, Norton, yeah. um, Carpenter, Burgess, you know, like these guys that were seasoned and it were mm-hmm. very good sevens player. They either retired mm-hmm. or moved on or whatever. So they got this influx of just new players all yeah. at once and it takes time to learn the game. They're good footballers. They're just still learning sevens and, yeah. When when you got like ten guys in a team learning sevens, kind of all at one tournament, yeah. it's it's hard. Um, but they're obviously they like so Scotland, Wales, G, um, England are going to be GB. Um, yeah. That's going to be very helpful for GB when it comes an Olympic year. I think this next year could be a little bit difficult. Just trying to understand yeah. how it's going to work out, where they're going to be based, how it's going to fit. I don't really have any comms on it. I'm no, not too no. sure if the players have too much comms on it at the moment, but in the long run, that's just going to be it's going to be good for them. It's going to be disappointing and sad not to play England, Scotland, and Wales. Yeah, so, no, they're definitely. such. Yeah, no, they they're such rugby nations, and they, they've been on the on the circuit for so long. So that's that's de- definitely disappointing as an opponent point of view. Um, you, you know, you love those games against England. You know, you'd be like Australia versus England. That's a great rivalry. So I'll miss that. Um, but I'm interested to see how GB go, and I think it's going to be a, a, a successful decision for them, the Olympic and Com
1: game, Olympic and World Cup years. Again, I mean it's the casualties of COVID, isn't it? Isn't that for that program mm-hmm. they just get gutted? Um, but yeah, was, I think I think you're right. From everything I've sort of read and heard, that is, it's going to be a sort of four or five year plan. But hopefully, in the long run, that the program does come out better, bit and then get back up to where they were three or four years ago when they were one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, well, I agree. Cheers for the catch-up. Nice to see you. Um, and, and you. We wish you the best of luck again for this year, but hopefully it won't be two and a bit years until we next speak to you. Um, Thanks, Freddie. Yeah, no, so, yeah, no, far too long. Always love having you on. So, yeah, just keep in touch. I'm sure we'll speak again soon.
0: Unreal. Thanks, mate. We'll chat soon. Cheers, mate. Yeah.